0: You really need to like build that picture of who you want and then analyse your accounts to see, you know, are you at least reaching the right people? And things like Instagram Reels can make us feel like really smart and clever because we reach all these people with our Instagram Reels, but you can actually see who you reach. And if they're not relevant, if they're not living where you want them to live, or if they're not the, the gender that you want them to be, or if they're not the age group that you want them to be, that's kind of wasted time. So you want to look at that. Then you want to look at who's engaging with you, who's visiting your website, who's visiting the important pages on your website. So the sales pages on your website, if you've no website, who's sending you a direct message. That's really important too, because like even me, so focused on my website, most of my work comes from direct (laughs) messages on Facebook and direct messages (laughs) on LinkedIn. So you have to measure that as well.
1: Welcome to the Audience Growth Podcast. I'm your host, Nikki Hutchison, and I'm delighted you're here. This podcast exists to help you learn how to use organic marketing. That's marketing that costs nothing or very little to grow your business. Because far too often, small business owners spend lots of money on advertising without getting the results they were expecting and hoping for. And it doesn't need to be that way. So every week here on the podcast, we dive into strategies that will help you grow a business that's here for the long term sometimes on solo episodes and sometimes on longer guest episodes like this one. On today's episode, I'm chatting to digital marketing ROI and analytics expert, Amanda Webb. Amanda is hugely passionate about one of my favorite pastimes, going detective mode, extracting and analyzing as much data as possible from your digital marketing activities so that you can use the insights that you discover to power your business growth. And this interview is extremely timely because there's a huge change coming to one of the biggest analytics tools around, Google Analytics, with the introduction of GA4 on the 1st of July this year. I'm going to interrogate Amanda on what this means and how it's going to affect your business when it arrives. I first met Amanda at an event she was hosting in Dublin, and we've kept in touch, moving in similar marketing circles. And Amanda also came along and helped out hosting a mastermind table at Adventures in Marketing in Edinburgh in February. By the way, if you haven't heard me mention it before, hit pause and go and check out adventuresinmarketing.uk and grab your ticket before we sell out for February 2024. We've already sold half of the tickets. Back to today's episode, and it's my absolute pleasure to welcome Amanda to the podcast. Hi, Amanda. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. You're so welcome. Thank you for making time. We've just been chatting off air about what a busy time this is for you, precisely because of GA4 coming in. So... Tell me what is happening in your world right now.
0: Yes. So for those people who have been hiding their head in the sands, it's time to admit (laughs) that Google Analytics 4 is coming and your Google Analytics, if you used to look at it, if you've ever looked at it, if you've never looked at it, is going to completely change on July the 1st. Now, if you're really smart, you will have already made the switch yourself so you can get used to it. If you haven't, bad news is Google's going to switch you over and not everything might work the way it used to. So that's a big day coming up, which means me as somebody who specializes in analytics, I'm doing a lot of training. I'm doing a lot of actually helping people put their Google Analytics 4 on their site. And we were just talking about a conference that I'm running to celebrate, because I think it's worth celebrating, particularly if you don't look at your Google Analytics very much already. This isn't actually a bad thing because you're not really going to notice the difference and it's an opportunity to start from scratch. So on the 29th of June, I'm running Analytics Day, a conference to help you stop wondering if your digital marketing is working and find out. I
1: love this. And I just feel like if people are listening to this and thinking, I can't be bothered with analytics. I can't be bothered with Google Analytics. I just want to work in my business and not worry about this stuff. I feel like this is, like you said, the perfect time to get involved. We just kind of dived straight in there, didn't we, with the Google Analytics chat. But tell us quickly, before we go any further, please, just a bit about your business, who you love to work with and what specifically it is that you do.
0: Okay, so I work with solopreneurs. I work with small businesses who may have one person in the marketing department, maybe they outsource a lot of that. And I help them overall to get more return on investment on the time, the energy, the money they're spending online because that used to be me. I used to do everything. I used to do all the social media. I used to blog three times a week and podcast once a week and do a YouTube video once a week and do a live show once a week and write an email newsletter. And basically I was getting clients, but I wasn't getting much sleep. You know, I never really saw my other half. It was, you know, I enjoyed it at the time, but at some stage you had to go, I can't do that. So maybe that's you or the person in your marketing department, or maybe you're scared that that's going to become you. And that's why I fell in love with analytics, really, because when I started looking and wondering, what if I stop doing that? Will that have a knock-on effect? That's when I really started understanding that I could spend less time, get the same amount of clients or even more clients, start charging more money because I specialised. you know. All sorts of good things have come out of that. So really, that's what I want to help other businesses with. I love that. So tell us what has changed as a result
1: of you, as you know, I call it going detective mode, as a result of you going detective mode on your own business and stripping back all of these things that you were doing, really analysing
0: them and deciding what to go forward with. What has changed? I stopped blogging about things that I didn't need to blog about. That was the first thing. The blog was always big for me. I was a good blogger and my blog won awards. It was driving a lot of traffic to my website, but heartbreakingly, that wasn't converting. So I could see people weren't downloading my lead magnets. They weren't making inquiries. They weren't becoming customers. So I cut back. And when they cut back, I, I virtually stopped. The one thing I knew was working, and this is something that I call a covert benefit because you don't necessarily see this in your analytics. And actually one of the talks we got on Analytics Day with John Loomer talks about exactly the same thing, is my live show. My live show doesn't get a lot of live viewers, but I do repurpose it everywhere. And every single client that comes to me will mention either the live show or one of the videos when they talk to me. So I know it is building the relationships. It's really good top of the funnel stuff. Some of that shows up in my analytics. So I can see in my analytics that people, when I share a lead magnet, people do download the lead magnet occasionally. It's not massive, but, you know, that's a good start. But really it's knowing that I built the trust with the customers there. So it's not the analytics on Google that's telling me that. It's when I talk to people that it's telling me that. So I've kept that that is my main content platform. And I've kept email marketing. In fact, I do even more email marketing now than I ever did. And again, I can see in analytics that works. So it's a really good process. I can see how I'm getting people onto my email list and I can see when those people become customers. So I know that's working for me. And really, apart from that, that's my main content. I spend a lot of time on LinkedIn. And I spend obviously a lot of time looking at analytics, but really that has (laughs) cut back. So now I finish work. It's probably a long working day to people who have jobs, but I mean, I don't have a job for a reason. (laughs) So, you know, I start, it's not even that long. I start at like eight in the morning and I finish at seven at night and I have a good, you know, hour long lunch break. Sometimes I take two hours and go to the gym. So I have my weekends off, see my other half. I have hobbies. So life is much better since I cut back doing all the content and started just really focusing in on those three things. LinkedIn, email marketing, live show. I love this. I love this so much.
1: (laughs) It feels as if this is going to be a relief for people to hear you say this. The small business owners who are listening and just feeling
0: as if maybe they could also cut back if they just pay attention to what's working. I definitely can. It's like, if you focus on something, it will work. If you're trying to do 20 things, it won't work. So because I'm focusing on sending an email out every weekday, nice short emails, so I don't like write a thousand words or anything. It's like 200 words sometimes. Because I'm focused on that, I'm getting better at writing those emails. I'm getting better at understanding my headers that will make people open. I'm getting better at converting people from doing it because I'm doing it every day. And because I'm focused on that. Yeah. Whereas before, it was something i do as kind of an afterthought, in, you know, take me forever to do. <laughs> so this yeah, way, I'm yeah. getting more return on investment. So if you're worried that you might be cutting off something that's really working, you know, do look at your analytics. Because obviously, if all your customers are coming from there, you don't want to stop. But maybe just look at focusing on one thing that you can make work a lot better.
1: Mm, absolutely. So, have you got any top tips for small business owners and
0: marketers who are keen to start keeping more of a track of their metrics? It's really tricky, and I know a big problem that businesses have is you've got all the different analytics for a site. you've got your Google Analytics, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, TikTok, they all show you different things, and they're all biased towards their own network as well. <laughs> you know so it's <laughs> yeah. a lot to look at and you don't really know what it is that you need to look at. so really the starting point should be what do you want to know? So do you want to know, are all my followers on Instagram likely to buy from me or do they buy from me? Do they visit my website and buy from me? You know, once you know that, you can look at your Instagram analytics, you can look at your Google analytics and put them together and build a picture of that. So things that you should be asking is firstly, you know, great if you're growing your audience that's really important a lot of people think that's a vanity metric totally not if you don't have an audience nobody knows you exist so you're wasting your time here here (laughs) exactly but are they the right people so we all know you can go and buy like millions of followers from like a click farm somewhere so you really need to like build that picture of who you want and then analyze your accounts to see No, are you at least reaching the right people And things like Instagram Reels can make us feel like really smart and clever because we reach all these people with our Instagram Reels, but you can actually see who you reach. And if they're not relevant, if they're not living where you want them to live, or if they're not the, the gender that you want them to be, or if they're not the age group that you want them to be, that's kind of wasted time. So you want to look at that. Then you want to look at who's engaging with you, who's visiting your website, who's visiting the important pages on your website. So the sales pages on your website. If you've no website, who's sending you a direct message? That's really important too, because like even me, so focused on my website, most of my work comes from direct (laughs) messages on Facebook and direct messages on LinkedIn. So you have to measure that as well. So are you just getting spammy people trying to sell you stuff or are you getting people that are getting in touch with you for the right reasons? Are people giving you shout outs on social media when somebody says, I want somebody who can do this? So, you know, I want somebody who can do my makeup for an event. Is anyone tagging you and saying, this is my person, this is who I need. So all of those things are things that I measure. And as you can see, it's not much on my website. It's a lot of the other stuff that's going on. But of course, your website is important as well. And what I love about analytics is you can set up In Google Analytics 4, they call conversion events. In old analytics, they call them goals. So you can set those up for people downloading your lead magnet, people visiting your product or your service pages, people buying from you, and then you can see exactly what's going on in your website and even track that back to the social networks or the campaigns that you're running. So there's a whole lot you can do right from the bottom up, building your audience all the way to selling.
1: Okay, so obviously we're talking about a lot of different things loads of different insights and analytics and tools that you can use and things you can pay attention to which is all great. What about Google Analytics specifically because I don't know if this is the same when your clients come to you but when my clients come to me generally they feel really overwhelmed and quite scared of using this tool. Firstly, is that something that you experience with your clients and Secondly, are there
0: ways that you help people overcome this fear of Google Analytics? There's definitely a fear with everyone. There is a huge fear. I have this thing I call analytics face and it's that like you're just chewing a lemon. Like when I start talking about analytics, I can yeah. <laughs> see that happening. They may not be pulling the face, but they have that going on inside their head. I don't know. There is something terrifying about logging into analytics. Maybe you're just terrified to see that nobody's visiting your website. And I get that with a lot of clients, particularly when I'm working one-to-one. They're a bit embarrassed to show me their metrics. And like I said earlier, hardly anyone watches my digital coffee light. People will be wondering why I'm doing it for six years because you've only got like four or five people on there, right? Whereas as long as those people are converting, it really doesn't matter if your traffic's low. We can do something about low traffic. There's lots we can do about that, but it's harder to get people converting. So that's the first thing. Never be ashamed. Never be worried. Don't try and benchmark yourself against like that amazing business blogger down the road. You know, benchmark against yourself. That's the first thing. You won't know your starting point until you log into analytics. The second thing is totally that overwhelm like you go in and there just are so many menus and options. It's like, what do you click? What do you look at? What's important? And yes, that is slightly less of a problem in Google Analytics 4. Google Analytics 4 will be intimidating for you when you first use it, if you have been regularly using Universal Analytics, because it's very different. In a lot of ways, it's more user friendly. It's laid out in a better way. There is some complicated language because that's Google. They just can't have plain English. It's against their religion or something. Like, you know, they don't use user-friendly terms. But once you get your head around that, and I actually have a free phrase book you can get to help you with that, it does become a lot easier to navigate. And it makes sense the way that Google Analytics for it is laid out. So straight away in Google Analytics, you can see maybe where your traffic's coming from, or you can see something called engagement rate, which I think is a very social media statistic. You know, generally in social media, Mm. that's something we would apply to, you know, how many people are seeing our content related to how many people are engaging with it. And that's now a metric in Google Analytics 4 as well. So things like that, you know, even if you don't get into all that stuff I talked about with conversions, stuff like that can really tell you, you know, are people looking at your website? Are they interested in your website? What pages are they looking at? And are they hanging around? So, you know, that's important. That's gold. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, beyond that, you know, don't worry too much. You can learn one little piece at a time what it is that you want Google Analytics to tell you. But don't be afraid to log in and just have a look around. Maybe say, well, today I want to find out where my traffic to my website comes from. And that can be your job for the day. And the next time you log in, you can say, well, I want to know how long do people spend on my site? And that's your job for that day. Just take it a small bite size at a time. And don't be worried. If only 10 people visited your website in the last week, that's fine. That's a good start. And, you know, you can grow that. If a million people are visiting your website, there may be something wrong. (laughs) So, you know, it's not a bad thing. However big or small your traffic is, the stuff that you can do.
1: It's a starting point, isn't it? I always say to people, similarly to what you've said about trying to just, you know, chunk it down into one task a day. Just go in there and hang out for a while. Get used to the different buttons. Just click and click and click and click and just familiarize yourself with it. And it's kind of the same thing with not worrying too much about where your web traffic's at right now because you need to have a starting point and that's your platform. And hopefully you can spring off that platform and focus on the key things that you want to be doing using the information that you're discovering to guide you. And that's how you're going to improve your results. So I'm acutely aware of the fact that this Google Analytics deadline is fast approaching. And in my world, certainly most business owners that I speak to have not taken action yet. So is there anything that they can do to make the switchover easier at this point?
0: There it is. So, firstly, Google is sending you about a bazillion emails at the moment telling you that they're going to switch it over automatically. And a lot of people would have gone, "Phew, that's great." And actually, it's not great because it's not going to give you time to learn the new platform. But if you don't have any goals set up, if you don't have anything complicated set up, basically, if you've never looked at your analytics before, it's not really going to be a problem if they automatically switch you over. You are going to lose all the old data; that's gone but the work will have been done for you. And if you didn't look in the past, I don't think it matters so much. You're going to be able to grow. If you do have stuff that you've done, like setting up goals. So if you're an e-commerce store, for example, or if you have set up goals for lead magnets, or if you've set up goals for customer inquiry forms in the old analytics, Google is really terrible at transferring those over to the new conversions. So you really do need to do it yourself before July the 1st. And they have like quite a simple system for doing it. If you go into the settings in your Google Analytics, you'll see like set up a Google for, I think they call it a Google Analytics for property and just follow the process there. That will help. It is going to ask to auto-migrate your goals and that's the bit you don't really want to do. Instead, what I would do is make a list of all the goals that you've set up before and replicate them, create them yourself using, they call them conversion events in Google Analytics 4. And the reason for that is just Google is very bad at recognizing what's going on when they move it over to Google Analytics 4. If you're even more complex again, and you've built audiences, you'll want to make a big list of all the audiences, all the custom reports that you've set up before so that you can create something like that in GA4. I'm about to release a video complaining that everyone's trying to make GA4 look like Universal Analytics. And basically, that's never going to happen because it is a completely different system. But there are some things that you can replicate. So if you've created an audience of purchasers, you'll know that you want to go and create that again in Google Analytics 4. If you've created an audience of people in a particular location, you're going to want to create that. What you can't do is create a whole different view, which is what you used to be able to do in Universal Analytics. So you used to be able to maybe split out blog viewers and non-blog viewers. There is a way of doing that in GA4, but it's not comparable. Also, this is one of my big bugbears. I see a lot of people trying to put bounce rate back. Now, Nikki, do you love bounce rate? Is that your favorite metric ever? That's when it tells you that somebody visited your website and left immediately. And you went, why is my bounce rate so high? Or I always did. Anyway, I hated it. And Google got rid of it in Universal Analytics and replaced it with engagement rate. So now you can see who's engaging. And the reason for that is bounce rate was based on page views, whereas Google Analytics 4 is based on a thing called events. So if somebody activates more than one event, and I'll tell you what that is in a second on your website, that means that they are an engaged user. So an event would be a page view, for example. But it can also be if they're on that page and they scroll all the way down the page, that's another event. It's a page scroll event. So suddenly, even if they leave after they've scrolled that whole page, they're still a relevant and valuable Visitor. Whereas before, Google Analytics three or Universal or old Analytics would have just said that's a bounce, that's useless traffic. So you can find bounce rate, but bounce rate is now the opposite of engagement rate. And please don't add it back in because nobody liked it in the first place, and it's just horrible, depressing statistic (laughs) that meant nothing. So don't try and make it exactly the same because it's so much better once you get used to it.
1: Okay, so let's talk about that overwhelm that we mentioned before. If there are people listening who are feeling a bit overwhelmed, but want to make sure that they can get their head around GA4, maybe they're using it for the first time, they want to get things set up properly. How can you help them? How can they get help from you, Amanda?
0: There's a number of different ways. Firstly, I have a a little low cost course. It's less than an hour of viewing time, but obviously you're going to have to do some work. So it's going to take you more of an hour to complete, but it's an hour of viewing time which takes you through the whole basics of Google Analytics, including the setup, including setting up reports and customizing reports, finding your way around, telling you what it all means. So that's all included in that course. Some people will prefer to like have that one-to-one tuition, so I offer a one-to-one training as well on that. And if you need someone to actually implement Google Analytics for for you, set it up for you because you're just terrified of doing it yourself, I have a tech team that I work with that can do that for you as well. So everything from starting up, getting that sorted or learning yourself, I can offer all of that to you.
1: Fantastic. Amanda, just before we finish up, where is the best place for people to find all of this goodness and um, look you up if they want to
0: work with you or find out more? So two places. I made a page specially for your listeners, which is, I'm looking at it now, spiderworking.com forward slash audience growth. So if you're listening to this podcast, it's the Audience Growth Podcast, so that should make sense, spiderworking.com. It's going to tell you about that conference that I have coming up. It's free, so you can get your ticket there. It will give you a link to my phrase book that will help you understand Google's not plain language, and it will tell you about the course, and you can find my contact details on my LinkedIn there. LinkedIn is where I'm most active, so that's always the best place to contact me. I am at Spider working everywhere, but it, if you contact me on TikTok, it may take me quite a while to get back to you. <laughs> LinkedIn is the best place or you can find me on Facebook or Instagram. That all comes into my Pulse inbox. So I find all those as well. So that's the best place.
1: Fabulous. Thank you so much. This has been so useful. I love the idea of your book. I am 100% going to be enrolling in your course because who doesn't want a bit of help with this techie marketing stuff? I definitely do. And I just want to thank you for coming on and for sharing so freely. I know that you're extremely busy with all of this work right now. So I really do appreciate your time. Thank you.
0: Thank you. I could honestly talk about analytics all day. So I'm always delighted to take a break and do that.
1: (laughs) Well, we'll pick this conversation up the next time we see each other.
0: (laughs) Exactly. Good
1: luck with your conference. Thank you. are keen to get more analytical and strategic with your marketing you want to go detective mode and you particularly want to make sure you're making the most of GA4 then make sure you check out Amanda and her resources. I'll be back next week with another solo episode when I'll be sharing details of how my launch strategy has changed this year some of the reasons and some of the results that we've been achieving in the business. So make sure you listen in to that episode, which will air next week on Friday at 7am. I'd love to see you back here then. And by the way, if you haven't left a rating or review on your favourite podcast platform for the Audience Growth Podcast, I would love it if you could do that today. Thank you so much. Have a great week and I'll see you next time. Until then,
0: take care and keep marketing.